Georgia's DBHDD has an urgent health warning. One of every 10 counterfeit pills contain fentanyl, a powerful and very deadly drug. Pills from friends or dealers are unsafe, and one pill can cause an overdose. More info at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Wednesday, August 30th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, Hurricane Idalia is making its way through parts of Georgia. We'll have the details. A federal judge holds former Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani liable in a defamation lawsuit filed by two Georgia election workers. And we'll have the story of a Georgia family fighting to keep land that has been in the family for generations from being seized in the name of commerce and development. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Hurricane Idalia barreled into South Georgia this morning. Georgia emergency management officials say the storm entered the state as a Category 3 storm and since has dropped into a Category 1. Governor Kemp says even as the storm weakens, people still need to take precautions. It's a dangerous storm. People need to prepare. They need to be ready when it's coming through and either you know move a county or two up if they have the ability to do that. If not, make sure they're in a secure location. Watch out for down power lines. In Savannah, officials there expect to feel its heaviest impacts between 5 and 10 p.m. tonight. GPB's Benjamin Payne reports from the coast. Savannah is bracing for dangerously strong winds and heavy rain that could lead to street flooding. Speaking at a Wednesday morning press conference, Savannah Mayor Van Johnson warned residents to not be complacent, even as Adalia loses strength as it approaches the Georgia coast. We have to take this seriously. The key here is don't be out on the streets if you don't have to be out on the streets. Stay home, sit down somewhere, and just ride this thing out. Savannah City Manager Jay Melder warns of extended power outages and says that once the worst of Adalia passes, city crews will be working overnight to clear debris. For GPB News, I'm Benjamin Payne in Savannah. Forecasters expect three to five feet of storm surge to coincide tonight with a higher-than-normal high tide amplified by a full moon. Dock workers were busy tying down boats, and the Georgia Ports Authority suspended vessel operations. Just south of Savannah, McIntosh County Emergency Management Director Ty Popple says Idalia will be the first hurricane since the late 1800s to bring sustained hurricane-force winds to the county. We've had a lot of debris damage from Irma and Matthew. I mean, we've had our wind, some winds come through, but nothing hurricane sustained. We have prepared as best we can, and we have advised everybody now to shelter in place. The Georgia Emergency Management Agency has opened 10 hurricane shelters across South Georgia. Ware County Emergency Management Director Jonathan Daniels says there are three shelters open in Waycross, Maynard, and Millwood for anyone who may need them. They live in substandard housing or a mobile home or something. If they don't feel comfortable, they can go into one of these safe shelters, you know, to ride storm out. Outside the town of Quitman near the Florida border, Karen Seward said her home in the middle of 44 acres of pine forest lost power around 10 o'clock. The wind was taking down pine trees. We just had another pine tree go down. My husband saw one drop and I just heard the second one drop about 10 feet from our barn. <laughs> For the latest developments on Hurricane Idalia, visit gpb.org storms. As we mentioned, the moon is exacerbating the high tides and the flooding they can cause. The moon tonight is a rare super blue moon. GPB's Amanda Andrews has more on what that is. 
Supermoons can create higher gravitational pull, resulting in king tides, and that, combined with expected rain, could increase flooding in parts of coastal Georgia. The average month sees just one full moon, according to Georgia Tech astronomer Jim Sowell, and this second full moon will look different. It's a supermoon because it's larger in appearance than average. The moon's orbit around the Earth is not circular, and so it's actually at its closest to the Earth uh, this month. NASA reports the next super blue moon won't be for another 14 years. The moon will reach its peak at 9.36 p.m. For GPB News, I'm Amanda Andrews. A federal judge is holding former President Donald Trump's former attorney, Rudy Giuliani, liable in a defamation lawsuit brought by two Georgia election workers. Two Fulton County poll workers, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, claimed Giuliani falsely accused them of participating in fraud during the 2020 election. U.S. District Judge Beryl Howell today ordered Giuliani to pay more than $130,000 in lawyers' fees and other costs. Giuliani admitted last month that he made false public comments about the mother and daughter election workers. A 34-year-old man who was being held at a problem-plagued Atlanta jail died after he was taken to a hospital over the weekend. He was the fourth person to die in Fulton County custody in the span of a month. The Fulton County Sheriff's Office said today that a jail officer found Samuel Lawrence unresponsive in his cell on Saturday. Last month, the U.S. Justice Department opened a civil rights investigation into conditions at the county jail, citing violence, filthy conditions, and multiple deaths. Georgia Power has agreed to spare the utilities customers $2.6 billion of the $10 billion that it's costing the company to build two new nuclear reactors at East Georgia's plant Vogel. If the state's Public Service Commission approves the agreement announced today, the average residential customer's monthly bill would increase by nearly $9. A South Korean company plans to build a $72 million factory in Georgia to make parts for electric vehicles, hiring more than 140 workers. Daesol Osis announced its plans yesterday to build a factory in West Point. It'll build luggage boards and covers for compartments in electric vehicles. The company's corporate family has two other factories in the same industrial park, supplying a nearby Kia plant. It's another in a wave of electric vehicle suppliers announcing plans in Georgia, after Hyundai said in 2022 that it would build a $5.5 billion plant to assemble electric vehicles and batteries near Savannah. Imagine land that has been in your family for generations. Not only has it fed you, it's paved the way for educating you and your children. Now imagine that a business says they'll take some of your family land in the name of commerce and economic development. What would you do? GPB's Grant Blankenship tells the story. When I meet Mark Smith at his home on Shoals Road in Hancock County, he's been wrestling with that question for a year and a half and shelling field peas all morning. Oh, picking peas. Zipper peas, purple holes. Farming is a lot of what Smith does these days, now that he and his wife are both retired from teaching. They both had military careers before that. And he explains farming is what generations of Smiths before him have done on this same land. My grandfather bought this place in 1926. He bought it from a white family, the Garretts, who still live nearby. Talking about Jim Crow. And here's a black man can come up. I think he wanted $2,500 for it. He didn't have 2500 bucks. But he could farm. He paid in cotton and later passed the land on to his son, Mark Smith's father. He traded trees for tuition. He had cows. He sold cows for tuition. He grew vegetables, just like I'm doing now, for tuition. He paid for all of that with this land. That meant six advanced degrees, one for Smith and each of his five siblings, a kind of upward mobility still rare for black families in this part of the South. 
And from this patch of Hancock County, Mark and Jan Smith sent their three sons to college, too. My baby son, he, he graduated from the University of Georgia. But now the Smiths and others see a threat. It started with a letter Mark Smith's wife, Jan, keeps in a manila envelope. I'm sending you this letter because some of your property will be required as a right-of-way for the new project. Not far away live Sally and Don Garrett. Don's grandfather sold land to Mark Smith's grandfather. And the land nourished the Garretts, too, through... Two world wars, a 1918 flu epidemic, a depression... And they got the same letter in the mail. Is that we will require, you know, part of your property. Don Garrett called the phone number at the bottom. And she said, and basically, well, if you don't sell it to us, uh, we'll use eminent domain to just take it. Eminent domain is the power granted to government to take private property for public use. In Georgia, it's used by public utilities like power companies and the state agency that builds highways. And as Ben Tarbiton III correctly points out... Uh, we are a, a railroad um, chartered by the state of Georgia, and uh, railroads have the power of eminent domain. Tarbiton is president of the Washington County-based Sandersville Railroad. The letter the Smiths and the Garretts received was on his letterhead. And what he wants to do is to build a short railroad to take granite from a quarry on Shoals Road out to larger regional rail lines and from there to the world. But first he needs land from the Smiths, the Garretts, and a bunch of their neighbors. We made an offer, and that offer is a very com competitive market-based offer. Don Garrett says this isn't about money. Well, his fair market value isn't too fair. You know? <laughs> it's about family. And the same is true for the Smiths. You're going to take and run a train crisscross 600 acres of property that has been in a family for 99 years. If that's not audacity. The most recent plan misses Mark and Jan Smith, but it still affects Mark's brother Blaine. He doesn't want to sell either. Tarbutton says he's left with one option. I don't want to be in the conversation where we're you know, having to condemn people that's not who we are but i don't if no one talks to me uh I, I don't have a choice but does he have the right bill maurer says no maurer is an attorney with the institute for justice a nonprofit law firm specializing in eminent domain and representing shoals road residents against the railroad my interpretation of their argument is essentially that you're being a public utility is like being pregnant you're either a public utility or you're not but Georgia law also says you have to be acting as a public utility when you use this power. Providing a public good, something everyone needs, like electricity or drinking water. Tarbiton, the railroad president, says the railroads are providing a service. It's commerce. But Bill Maurer, the attorney, sees a couple of companies which stand to make a lot of money. That's not a public use. Alan Haywood is head of industrial development for Hancock County and the mayor of Sparta, the county seat. He wants the rail spur and what's often cited as the most impoverished county in the state. We, we've got to have some help here oh, this, I mean, because we need the jobs. We need, a bit, we need something to keep the kids here when they graduate. We got nothing. Tarbiton and the railroad promised at least 12 new jobs, with salaries offering five times the local per capita income. What Alan Haywood really hopes is that it will lead to an industrial recruitment boom. By law, it's Georgia's five-member Public Service Commission who will decide who is right. Meanwhile, from his kitchen, where he's bagging up field peas, Mark Smith remembers the words of his father. Don't give the land away, don't sell it, and don't let anybody take it. The PSC will hear arguments about the Hancock County Rail Spur in November.
For GPB News, I'm Grant Blankenship in Sparta. In sports, Marcel Ozuna hit his 30th homer, Charlie Morton threw six innings of one-run ball, and the Atlanta Braves beat the Colorado Rockies 3-1 last night for their 16th win in 21 games. With the win, the Major League Best Atlanta improved to 86-45. Two fans who ran onto the field at the Braves-Rockies game on Monday and made contact with Atlanta star Ronald Acuna Jr. are facing charges of trespassing and disturbing the peace. The misdemeanor charges against the fans, 21- and 23-year-old Denver residents, were outlined in arrest affidavits released by the Denver Police Department. The men were ordered to appear in court September 27th. The arrest affidavits did not say why the fans ran onto the field. The Braves and the Rockies play the third and final game of the series tonight before the Braves head to L.A. for a three-game series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And in basketball, the Atlanta Dream beat the Phoenix Mercury 94-76. Cheyenne Parker put up 25 points for the Dream, and Brittany Griner put up 16 for the Phoenix Mercury. Atlanta is tied with Minnesota for sixth in the WNBA standings. Phoenix was eliminated from playoff contention on Sunday, snapping a streak of 10 straight seasons, reaching the postseason. And that is it for this edition of Georgia Today. If you want to learn more about any of these stories, visit gpb.org news. And for the latest on the storm, don't forget to visit gpb.org storms. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, take a moment and do it now. We'll be back in your feed with more of the latest news tomorrow afternoon. If you've got feedback, we'd love to hear from you. The best way to reach us is by email. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. Stay dry, and we'll see you tomorrow.